Some say he's not right in the head. You be the decider. This is the John McMullen Show from the iHub Network. I don't know. Am I right in the head, Laura Meeks? You are right. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to say you're right in the head. Let's let's go with that. Okay. Thank you very much for that vote of confidence. <laughs> it might be more than I have in myself, especially when I yeah. hear the announcer say that every afternoon. <laughs> but, you know, you're the only guest that I could have that I could come back in from a break, have the announcer say that, and go right to the call and ask the guest, am I right in the head? So I, I knew that I would get a good response from you. Yes. How are you? It's been a while since we had a chance to last hang out. Yeah. No, honestly, life, life is good. I'm uh, two shots and two weeks into my vaccination. So I'm, uh, I'm part of that older crowd now that goes out to eat <laughs> and waves <laughs> at the young kids going, hey, I got my shot. Right. So, yeah. They're the ones, they're the ones eating dinner at 4.30 in the afternoon at Marie Calendar's, and, <laughs> and there's a, a little mini bus, short bus outside waiting to take them back to the home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not quite there yet, but... I am enjoying a little bit more freedom in this environment now that we have the vaccination. Well, that's great to hear. And I, of course, want to let folks know who are not familiar with you that Laura is somebody who we turn to for a number of different kinds of topics when they come up to discuss them. Among those is anything that relates to our transgender community. Uh, Laura went through a huge transition from a bombing pilot in the United States right. Air Force to uh, changing gender, among other things, and has also been very successful in starting and running a practice here in the Coachella Valley, and I think with people all over the place, because you don't have to be here, to kind of find your own way in making transitions in life with the uh, fly-high living and maybe uh, <laughs> you could tell us how uh, that's going. Yeah, well, and and I appreciate the introduction. They, um, you know, I think it's important when we start talking about transgender that that this is a subject that is definitively confusing to many many people. It's not something that has uh, been talked about enough. And very few people understand what that means. And so I, I think I offer your audience uh, a couple things. One is, is that, as you mentioned, I spent 20 years career, a 20-year career in the military. I flew B-52 bombers. Uh, I was in male uh, mode when I did that. So I have a long history and, and training as a male. But after I retired, I did make a gender transition uh, to live in the female world, and I think important that your listeners understand that I was married when I made my transition, and Annie and I are going to celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary this year. So we have together learned how to make changes. And I'm, part of the reason I bring that up is is that it's very uh, as confusing as transgender can be as a topic it would be it is very easy for people to stoke fear around the unknown and i think it's helpful to understand that there there is 
somebody like me who has uh, successfully been male, successfully been female, successfully been married. We have kids and grandkids and dogs and a, a quote, normal life, uh, which I think helps people better understand and alleviate their fear around this topic because uh, part of what we're seeing uh, today is that what I call chasing the boogeyman. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah. There are people out there are people out there that are happy to tell your audience that the boogeyman is coming and they better look out. And you know, in spite of that boogeyman that so many have tried to portray, Laura, the sky has not fallen. It's still hanging in up there and and you're still flying in it. I absolutely and and I think that's important for people to understand when in this world where news is selectively targeted to the audience, it's very hard to get a differing opinion. And I say that both from the right and the left. Uh, in this social media world, it's rare that you get a, a difference of opinion on one particular show. And so with little snippets of Boogeyman coming at you, it would be easy to fall into the fact that that's somehow somehow really happening and really scary. And, and as you say, you know, transgenderism has been around for centuries and not millennia. Uh, it's always been a part of human life. And even though we haven't talked about it for centuries, now it's coming to light. And I think most people are understanding that this is not something to fear. Well, there's a lot of people who also get it in their cotton-picking minds that, oh, this is just, you know, for instance, this is some guy who just wants to cross-dress and, and, you know, wear, you know, frilly things. And that is not it, but it is so complex because for different people, it is a lot of different things. But at the core of it, it is not, I think, personally, I feel, and it I've seen it with many of my friends, it's by no means a choice, and I get so disgusted when people try and present transgenderism as some sort of a choice that somebody's making that they, oh, I, I, I've had enough of this being a man. I'm going to go be a woman. Like, it, yeah, it, it, like, there is hey, a, it's Thursday. Let's be a woman today. Right. It's it, it, fun. It is something that is truly innate in somebody. Did you know Did you know something was not right from the time that you were a child? Well, as is true, I'll, I'll answer that question in, in this fashion. Um, the short answer is I didn't know definitively, uh, as many do, and I, you know, I've I've been around the transgender community for decades, and uh, I've heard everybody's story. And it's very, very common that uh, somebody who is transgender knows right away. Right. Um, I knew I was different. That, the way I explain it from my person, uh, personal experience is I knew I was different somehow. But it was not till I was 31 years old sitting in a chat room on the island of Guam. This is back, uh, to put this in perspective, this is back when computers had green screens and text only, and I was in a chat room on CompuServe, if that dates me. But, <laughs> but in that room were two men talking about trans, being transgender, and 
it was not until I heard the term that I even, that I understood what that was. That's but when the bell now, went off? Literally, like a lightning strike. Wow. It was like the two puzzle pieces coming together. It was like, I get it now. <laughs> now, you have, to, you have to understand, too, that at the time that I had this epiphany, I was I was newly married. I was two years into my second marriage uh, to Annie, and and all of a sudden I wake up and realize why for all these years I felt so different working in a male culture. And there was an interesting phone call <laughs> if all of that. It's like, honey, I've got some interesting news. <laughs> <laughs> so, all the way live will, from Long, uh, Guam. Yeah. So uh, the reason I asked Laura to join us today is that there was a story that uh, crossed my desk yesterday, and I'm going to read the story real quick, and then we'll get into that, and we'll pick it up as well. Uh, We'll continue it on the other side of the break. But some prison guards in California are telling female inmates that, quote-unquote, men are coming, men are coming, uh, and to prepare for the worst. That is according to a report in the Los Angeles Times after a California law went into effect that allows transgender inmates to request transfers to prisons that align with their gender identity. California prison officials report 261 such cases um, where there have been requests uh, made since the start of this year. Now, uh, the supposed influx of transgender inmates has led to fears of increased sexual violence, but a prison official says that they are committed to providing a safe environment in the institutions. I thought, what a perfect story to talk to you about, because not only are you a trans person and would, I'm sure, have some perspective on this, but you also happen to be married to somebody who has worked in the correction system. Yeah, well, and even better than that, uh, Annie's brother also worked in the CDCR in the California prison system, and he, he, as a doctor, was the head medical advisor to the transgender board. So he, he gave us a lot of information, and the, the good news is this. The men are coming is the boogeyman. Yeah. And I would bet that majority of the people that are saying that are male. <laughs> it's just a way to poke people. And homo uh, and transphobic. Transphobic. And the good news is this, is that there is, within the prison system, a, a board of advisors that is governing the transgender issue in the California prison system and they have a lot of very skilled people, and they are taking a data-based look at how to deal with this. And this is why you're, see, you're seeing uh, the, you know, the law being passed, that the governor has signed it. It's a good thing for the prison system. But again, there are those that, that fear difference. There are those that are homophobic and transphobic that want to throw this out into the world as if the boogeyman is coming and and making women feel like old men are coming. Now, as a transgender woman, I have to tell you, I, I, 
I hear this. We we talked about this in the bathroom issue. You know, men are going to somehow pretend to be a woman so that they can go in and to the bathroom or into your daughter's uh, locker room. The thing that I want to get across to people listening is, is that transgender women in particular, my, you know, as a transgender woman, our goal in life is to fit in and live within a woman culture. And so there is nothing about our life that deals with trying to get in and see women in the bathroom or in, in the locker room. Right. What I'd like to tell you that my concern about this is, Laura, is that these prison guards who are making a big deal about it, the ones who are playing the boogeyman card, they're the ones that I am worried about in terms of how they're going to actually treat these inmates when they arrive in women's prisons and that they could try and create problems for them either by identifying them for their gender identity or that just out of their own transphobia that they could do stupid stuff and and actually you know unfairly and and disproportionately treat them in a bigoted manner instead of just being responsible for their care and security while there I, w- I would, in general, agree that that's a possibility, and I, and it would be uh, a sad. It's sad to think that that is possible. And, and and I will say this: having been a sideline viewer to the CDCR and California prison system through my wife and her brother, is is I I will say this: that that the leadership in the prison system, I think, is strong. And I do think that the wardens that I have met are require uh, compliance by their by their custody officers. And in general, I don't think it's as nearly as as scary as portrayed in the movies. Well, it it is it is a huge this is an issue. I mean, if you take this story in The Los Angeles Times about this situation and if it turns out that it's true, should those prison guards who played up the men are coming, should they be punished or even terminated? Well, they surely should be counseled at the very least. Uh, I I would strongly consider uh, disciplinary action for doing something like that. But let's let's think about the situation here for a second. The biggest challenge that trans women have, and, and by far and away, most of this issue is a trans woman issue. Most of the, the scariest spot for a trans woman is to be where they are now. And that is, is that the old law was is that you were placed in a prison based on your birth uh, gender. And so most trans people are trans women in a male prison right by far and away that is the danger spot of course that is that is where uh they and i don't know if you saw this i uh in december 2019 a trans woman was put in a cell with another guy so this is a, a 
uh, a male prison, and it only took the cellmate eight hours to kill her. Oh, my God. And totally killed because she was trans. Yeah, so the, the, bigger, the bigger challenge and part of what uh, the trans community has been working so hard to get is to move trans women out of the male culture because it is in the male culture where the homophobia, transphobia exists in spades. Right. Now, that's not to say that it's going to be an easy move for a trans woman to go to female prison, but I and I highly doubt it's going to be as welcoming as Orange's New Black portrays it to be. But in general, women are are far less freaked about a trans woman because remember, a trans woman is trying to fit in. Right. That's the culture that they enjoy being around women, being a woman in a woman's culture. They're trying to be nice <laughs> right. and fit in. And so and so that is a much better spot for trans women to be. It is is hugely dangerous uh, and abusive to have a trans woman uh, in a male prison. So that by far and away, that's the issue that's being taken care of here. Well, hopefully we have the governmental leadership in California to make sure that this continues to transition itself in the most appropriate manner to keep those people safe in uh, the circumstances that they're in. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people in our society who think, who cares about them? They're you know, they're crooks or whatever it was that got them to that place yeah. to begin with. Such but sad, but true. It, it is sad. It's really sad. And, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is we're all human beings, and hopefully there's a point at which somebody's going to come back out and they're going to be the better for the experience. And that means that we don't put them in the correction system to abuse them and certainly not leave them prey to some of the worst animals in the human race in our state. So there you have it. I wanted to talk to you about something else uh, on this program today, but we have run out of time, unfortunately. And so I'm going to actually ask you if maybe you would come back next week. Uh, I'd like to pick up the conversation on what's been going on in terms of the uh, sports world with transgender issues and all that and talk about uh, those matters with you if you don't mind. I would love to. Great. We'll coordinate and we'll start that because that I I have a lot to say about that as well. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm good. I'm glad to hear that, and I look forward to having that conversation with you in the near future. Uh, Laura Meeks, thank you so much for joining us today. If folks would like to write to you, um, get any information, how do they do that? They can get a hold of me at Laura at flyhighliving.com. Great. Email me, email me anytime. Love to chat. And thank you very much for inviting me on the show. I, I love sharing uh, this topic with the world because I think it's important. I do, do. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon, Laura. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. 